Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. You know, some people, Aaron, think about important days in their life, like uh, weddings, funerals, births of children. And and I was just thinking, you know, for you, it's probably when you started working with me. (laughs) And um, I wanted to talk about that today. And I'm giggling a little bit, so it's a little tongue-in-cheek. But uh, in in a serious vein, uh, we were reflecting recently on the benefits of working with somebody else. I Most of my career, I've been solo, working by myself, you know, for clients or on a small team. Um, and you've had different experiences in that. But I, mm-hmm. I think the two of us working together, we've observed some things, some benefits, and thought it might be nice to kind of talk through those today. Yeah, I think the main point here is that there is benefits to working with someone else, even if you're not on the team with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the, the first benefits is m- me and you kind of made this agreement that um, we'll work on our own stuff. But uh, for larger projects, you might even see us both signing the same NDAs, even though one of us is working on a project, the other one isn't. Sure. Um, and so that we can go and have those conversations. And so the very first thing is having someone around that is kind of familiar with your stuff but not necessarily, you know, doing it is nice because, you know, the whole concept of the rubber duck, right? You want to mm-hmm. explain yeah. something to someone and it's much easier when they have some sort of context. So you don't spend all your time beginning the the whole setup. So Joel knows what client I'm working with kind of in general, the project. And mm-hmm. so I say, Hey, in Laravel, I was trying to do this and this and this, and that didn't make sense. And, you know, either he has some input or I was able just to do my whole rubber duck to him. Uh, he was able to listen, but I had that person there uh, to bounce stuff off of. And that's, that's super useful. So, so like those times where I'm out for a walk and there's like messages in Slack and all of a sudden it's like, no, I figured it out. Like I've done that so yeah. many times where you, where you were away or, you know, you know, just, it is, it is a useful thing, but it is also useful when that person responds and actually does give you some, an insight or like a little nudge over the thing that you're stuck on. Um, I, I've definitely benefited from that. I, I think too, you know, one of the practical benefits I've observed that I didn't have when I worked solo is, is the idea of code review too. Like even that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's viewed as a negative thing. And uh, sometimes I get annoyed when you're like, well, what if you did it this way? And I, I just say, shut up, Aaron. I did it that way because <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> um, but But seriously, it is nice to have just like somebody outside you look at it and give it a thumbs up or a, an, an opportunity to improve it. And um, I, I didn't realize I was missing out on that when I was working by myself. And and it does slow you down a little bit occasionally. Um, but I, it definitely results not only in a better result, but it also, I, I think, is more interesting and better for self-growth, too, for myself as a developer, having that feedback. Yeah, whenever you have to kind of explain what you do, mm-hmm. you then have to, like, confirm that you actually know what you're talking about in order to right? explain it yeah um you know and you say it takes a little bit longer it's one of those things it's just like testing or anything else where yeah. it does take a little bit longer but since you're the now the only dev uh you know as a freelancer um you're responsible for everything that goes wrong or right in this project <laughs> true and so in reality what we're doing is we're helping each other make sure that we have less bugs and yeah. with less bugs we can do more work get paid more have more uh, trust from our clients you know yeah. It's just, it's better in general. And so it's the same, it's more of, I would look at it as an investment. Mm, yeah. It's a nice, nicer way of looking at it. 
the um the thing I've noticed too, kind of along those lines, is even just the 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 basic knowledge that somebody is going to review this makes me write the code a little different. Like like when I when I'm facing right. a situation where I could, I could do something two different ways, I I do pause a little bit longer and think like, well, what is the best way? And and if asked, what what reason would I give for why I chose this way versus another? And just kind of that that little bit of a conversation in your own head, anticipating a future conversation during a code review, I, I find it results in kind of clearer thinking about the project and, and the different technical decisions made in it. Another benefit that I get from working with another person, even if they're not on my project, is again along these technical lines. Is I don't know if I've ever admitted this to you, Joel. All um, right, here we go. It's a little <laughs> bit of competition. Okay. And so um, when you're in your own little bubble, mm -hmm. you can be as good as you are. And who's ever going to challenge you? That's right. But, yep. uh, you know, if I am working with you, sometimes, you know, especially if we have a conversation and, and you say, like, no, I'm not going to take your advice, which is perfectly fine. You do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'll yeah. then I'll then later on, like, go and take that my advice and do it. Um, my own little project and kind of do a proof of concept. And um, sometimes I learn that I was right. And now I get to giggle a little bit. And other times I learn well, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> Um, but that whole competition sort of thing too kind of yeah. helps you become a little bit better of a programmer as long as you don't let it get unhealthy, you know. Right. Yeah. Within within reason. And um I, I don't think I, I think the the maybe the times I felt most frustrated was when I was I put in a long day on something, maybe it was behind schedule. And then you suggested something that would take me more time to do. But the, the the most frustrating thing is when I knew right off the bat, like it actually was good feedback. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh. it's like, come on. Why didn't I think of that? Um, but but no, it it I, I do think it is healthy and it is something to like just to to get some perspective outside yourself can also help even not even just with the code, but kind of like all the things around the code. You know, like how do you set up your dev environment? Like how do you mm -hmm. navigate your editor? Um, how do you do CI? Like all these little things I think we've kind of picked up from each other and pushed each other to be better. Whereas I could technically have done any of those things when I worked by myself, but it's just, it's not the same sort of feedback cycle. And so I, I've seen that when we joined a team and I'll put just something like, like commonplace to me, but they've struggled with it and kind of written off like, oh, we can never do that. And and, and I'm able to say, no, you can, here's, here, I, here's how I dealt with that in the past. And it's, it's a nice way to kind of level up quickly by working with somebody else. The last sort of thing I think I would say on this is, um, your career, especially as a freelancer, goes through different peaks and valleys and understanding that if you're going to be a freelancer forever or if this is some sort of sabbatical and then you're going to go mm -hmm. work with a team or whatever, there's a certain set of skills that you need to have as a programmer to work with humans. And the more time you spend, especially like, you know, I, I always joke, like, the better the programmer, the worse they are talking to humans. Okay, um, but but I mean, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, but this idea of like, if you're always working by yourself, and then working for a client, you know, and communicating only those two types, yeah, you start to learn some of the other tools, which is communicating with other developers, mm -hmm. not even learning, but just this sort of communication, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and, and so having another person, even if you're a freelancer, and you want to work by yourself, having someone else that you can join in like a meeting or two a week, you know, and I know people hate meetings, but when you control your own meeting, it's totally different. It, yeah. Than, right. Then, you know, the manager coming and saying like, everyone tell me what, and you're just sitting there going like, I don't care. 
Like, um, but, but when you can have some time with someone that you trust and, you know, is maybe, mm-hmm. you know, working on your, a different project, it, it, it helps you continue to exercise that muscle of like, this is how it would be in a team. And here's how yeah. I can work at, uh, for, for me, for example, is like keeping patience. Um, sure. and I'm not, I'm not saying you require a lot of patience. I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't I am. fault you, but, um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but just like the patience of having to explain something, the patience of knowing that out, everyone knows exactly what you do. Yeah. Um, and vice versa. And then going through that and keeping those muscles sharp because you never know, you might be augmenting a team next time, or you might just say enough with this and go work for the man directly. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Where, where you, it's not optional to deal with those things. It's now a part of your, your day-to-day job. So yeah, yeah I, I think it was something nice to reflect on. And especially it's something I know I'm going to go back to in my mind when I'm feeling frustration, be like, all right, this is a net positive. So just settle down, right. Joel. <laughs> a little behind the scenes as we're recording this, I'm preparing to go on a road trip with my family. And it, it kind of reminded me of a funny road trip story from years past. This one was uh, it was just me and my dad. And, uh, you know, when you're in a car for a while, I think we were driving from Wisconsin to Florida. So mm-hmm. and, and, and we were driving straight through. Right. He, he was a third shift worker his whole life. He's like, oh, we'll just go straight through. It's like 20 plus hour drive. But uh, it's a long time in the car. And so one of the things we thought might be nice is is listening to an audiobook. And uh, this was the era of the, do you remember the, um, oh, what was it? The Nomad jukebox. It kind of looked like a CD Walkman, but it was an MP3 player. And what was so cool about it is it had like 10 gigs of storage, which at the time was wow crazy. Um, but anyway, so that's, I had, I had music loaded up on there and I had a few audiobooks. Uh, the one we were listening to was Lord of the Rings. You know, a nice long book. In fact, I don't even think we could listen to the whole thing, but we we're going to listen to just one book. And uh, I, I was like, when I started it up, I remember reclining. My dad was driving at the time. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm going to listen. I've read this book a bunch of times. Yeah. But, you know, you're kind of in that state where you're like dozing in and out and you're, you're on the, you're in the road, you're looking at different things. But like, I want to say three, maybe four hours into it. I'm like, this story seems really weird. Mm-hmm. And I asked my dad, because he's also read the books, right? Does this seem weird to you? Like, I, I don't remember the story like this. And he's like, yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, too. Well, <laughs> I had it on random. And so <laughs> the audiobook was, uh, I think it was randomized on chapters. So like a, a file was a chapter of the book. Right. But, you know, it's one of these epic stories that kind of jumps from scene to scene. And there's like multiple plot lines. And so it's not completely unusual that you jump from character to character, but I just remember like this, this seems totally different. Like, I don't remember that happening before this other thing. And, and yeah, so we didn't go back and re-listen to it in order, but it probably has completely messed with my memories of that book. Now that I've listened to it on shuffle for several hours. Yeah. It's probably like one of those things where if you had like, you know, tracks one through 12, Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you didn't prefix the ones in those single digits. <laughs> yep, so it's right. like chapter one, chapter 10, chapter 11, 12, <sighs> chapter two. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's another thing I could throw it off. <laughs> so do you have to then watch the movies in random order as well? Yeah, there should be ruined a, from now on. Like, a, like a, I guess now would be Blu-ray or whatever, but like a, an option to randomize by chapter. I don't even think that's a feature on my <laughs> Apple TV or anything. <laughs> 
you know, we're really in favor of finding a colleague or an equal, someone like that, that you can work with and kind of practice this uh, and get someone that you can bounce stuff off of and better yourself. But if you can't find someone like that, we can help. Head over to nocompromises.io and uh, give us a call.